the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best served funny. Welcome, welcome to Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I'm your host. What's my name, Christine? I'm not going to say your name. Why not? That's because I'm not your I'm not your second fiddle. Yeah, you are my second fiddle. I'm the host, Alak Khaled, and you're my second fiddle, Christine Lincoln. No, no, no. Bro. It goes, bro. <laughs> bro, bro. It's spelled brolt. Well, it's not pronounced brolt. I went from one name that no one can pronounce to another name no one will ever be able to pronounce. If my phone goes off, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the AT&T. <laughs> Hold on. I'm waiting for this is the second time I've had to reschedule the AT&T internet guy because I'm getting rid of Spectrum and we're because I can okay. bundle now with my direct TV. You got a bundle. I love a bundle and my phone. So originally when I had them scheduled, Kelly Martin came in. Correct. And now I have them scheduled for today. Oh God. So I've convinced my roommate because he works five minutes away. I'm like, they're gonna give me a 30 minute notice. I'm gonna be recording a podcast. Can you stop by the house and let them in and start it? And then when I'm done, I'll go rush over and have them finish. Oh and I'm God. hoping he because the window's eleven to four. That's a so, terrible window. So I well, I originally had it at eight to whatever. Anyways, it's a second time and I'm happy it's happening today. Because you need your direct TV. Well, I have my direct TV. I just need the cheaper internet. Got it. <laughs> We're on a budget. Got it. Okay. It's not going to be as good. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. And second off, speaking of I don't cares, have you watched the reboot of BH90210? <laughs> I have not yet. I'm going to say that your your review is coming shortly. I'm so, um, listen, you're listening to this episode like a couple months into the show. So okay. I don't know if it's going to last or not, but I was so confused when I was watching it. Cause they're all playing themselves. Yeah. And they but have like, a, like later on in their lives, obviously. Yeah. They're like, playing themselves still, now. Okay. And so the only reason I want to watch is because I want to see how they're going to like treat Shannon and the whole bit because right. they're being themselves as actors <gasps> oh, to go beyond I'm 90210. Oh. Like they sell like the first two episodes are them pitching BH 90210. Oh, I didn't the know that. It's so weird. So it's okay. a show within a show. Got it. So anyways, speaking of like old school actors, so <laughs> we have a special guest today. He's a friend of mine. I actually got to know him in the past couple of years because I've been in Atlanta with him. Um, you might remember him from Ugly Betty, which we love. Covert Affairs. I just found out he did a couple episodes of Once Upon a Time. Yeah. As the Wizard of Oz. Which is insane. And I now he's on a show. lovely little Netflix show called Insatiable. Please welcome Chris Gorham. Hi, guys. Chris Gorham. It's so weird sitting here pretending not to be here while you guys talk. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much the most awkward moment. Yeah. But it gives you a sense guests. of the tone of the podcast. It Just does. the, you know, acrimonious relationship, the love-hate. <laughs> I don't even know what acrimonious means. See, that's where we differ. Yep. I'm yeah. smart and he's not. <laughs> right. Um... So, Chris, uh, thank you so much for, first of all, coming no over problem. to the house. Sorry I was in the middle of a 
massive play date when you arrived. It's, it's fine. You've given me coffee and now I'm very happy. Okay, good. You yeah. have three kids, so you get it. Yep. But you know, my kids are younger, a little bit younger than yours. And when, when they're off school, these breaks, guys, we pay for preschool, but then there's just these random two week breaks and there's just really no rhyme or reason for them. Um, <laughs> I don't so, get the whole break thing. Today's the first day of school me, normally. I, don't, I know, which is also weird because if you had a kid that was actually going to school yeah. and then all of a sudden you have your other kid not going to school, you're like, What's happening? This is what I've been waiting all summer for. Go back to school. And this is the private preschool thing that you pay a lot of money for. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Which is, by the way, is basically every preschool. Yeah, every in preschool. most places is private. That's right. right. That's why yeah. it's important to vote in 2020, guys. Because mm-hmm. we want that That's we want right. the schooling. That's fixed. right. Gorham is your real last name? Yes. Given. What is that? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. What is it from? It's, it's from England. Oh, you're English. Yeah. I'm mostly English and German. Did you do a 23andMe? No, I didn't, but my mom did. And she's like desperate, desperate for me to do it and is incredibly frustrated that I won't do it. Why won't you do it? Because I find the whole thing creepy. As do I. Right? I, like, have- I just find it creepy. Like, I just don't need like a private company having like, my all of my genetic information. I think it's weird. Me too. I have it and I haven't done it and I've had it for over a year. Yeah. Well, it's probably gone bad by now. Do they go bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just a Q-tip. I think you're good. <laughs> but the test strips must go bad at some point. Does it? I don't, I don't even I've know just been holding box. on to it because I'm scared to do it. I actually don't know what's in the box. What, why would you even need to? I think we're all pretty sure where you come from. I know, but you what have if, so many people in your family. Well, I had a friend, okay, who found out <laughs> yeah, yeah. through one of these tests yeah. that her father wasn't really her father. How yeah. does that happen? Because her and her sister, who she thought was her sister, did it. Yeah. And they came up with two separate things. Yeah. And then it shows who you might be connected to. And there was a woman that she knows because her father mm-hmm. is his, is her real father, mm-hmm. biological father is his, is his, She's his sister. Thanks. God, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyone so then, um, So it was devastating. And then the mom copped to it saying yes. Hold on. See? So the sister she thought was her sister conflict. is only her half-sister. But because the mothers are different? No, because the fathers are different. Oh, okay. All right. I was not following that yeah. logic. Yeah. yeah. It's so simple, Christine. It's really- Who's not educated here? Um, <laughs> wait a minute. The tables have turned. <laughs> so wait, you did Ugly Betty the first- I did the first two seasons. I came on to Ugly Betty an episode, I think it was episode four. Playing? Playing Henry Grubstick, who became Betty's boyfriend. You, oh, this might be oh AT&T. Hold on. Oh, this is oh so exciting. God. Hold on. Okay. Put it on speaker. Okay. Hold yeah. on. What's the page? Oh, no. Uh, okay. No, it's, it's not. A page. Is it them? Never no, it's no. not them. Sorry, it's Grubhub. No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, um, did you audition for the role? Uh, kind of. It's actually an interesting story. So, Sylvia Orta, who created Ugly Betty, yeah, um, called me the year before this show. I had done. I was the star of his show. It was this superhero show on UPN called Jake 2.0. Oh yeah, yeah. UPN, that's bringing it UPN, back, right? Like when, remember when that was a thing? <laughs> yeah, kids, sure. you don't remember, but it used to be a thing. UPN and WB combined at some point to become what is now the CW. CW, yeah. Um, so we did this show on UPN, and then he went, and it was canceled. And then we went. He went on to do Ugly Betty, and he calls me one day and says, "Hey, would you uh, consider playing this part for me. Like we're having a hard time finding somebody. It's this nerdy accountant. It's potential love interest for America. 
great. Yeah, sure. Send me the stuff. Happy, happy to whatever. Then he calls back, I think later that day and said, um, so would you mind coming in and reading with America? It's not an audition. It's definitely not an audition. <laughs> oh God. And it's but, not me, but, we, but we're they, either going to cast you or not cast you based on this like, audition. It's our other producer doesn't know you. And like, right. he's, you know, so would you mind? It's not an audition. I was like, so sure, fine, whatever you need, no big deal. Um, And so I went in and read with, like they pulled America, came straight off of set and sat down and we read together and then it was fine. She's nice, yeah? Super nice. Yeah, we're still friends. Yeah. Have you done Superstore or no? No. So maybe we're not as good friends. Yeah, because I love that I'm just kidding. We're great. We're good friends. And so then you went on how many seasons? Uh, So I was, then I was, became a series regular. I was with it for two years, for the first two years. And how was that experience? Great. Fun. Great. Yeah, it's weird. I really liked that show a it was, lot. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was a really nice group of people. Um, we're still friends with a good group of them, which is kind of unusual, actually. I did a um, play with Ana Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, she's yeah. awesome. She's amazing. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and then, but it's always, it's funny coming into a show because I wasn't there for the pilot. So that they, you know, the family had kind of already formed by the time I joined, but um but I'd been around for a while before that. I was so it didn't bother me, and you know, and we all became friends. And were you shirtless a lot on the show? Because well, you're always shirtless <laughs> for some reason. Well, let me tell you, it kind of started with Ugly Betty um, because they wrote a scene where Betty was. They were fitting an underwear model, um, and Betty like blinks her eyes and then fantasizes that it's me that I'm the underwear model. So they gave me like a heads up. They were like, listen, we're going to do this thing where it's like, you're the underwear model. So, you know, if, I don't know if you want to, I don't know what kind of shape you're in, but this is happening. (laughs) That's nice. They gave you a heads up. (laughs) They did. Well, it was like two weeks. Like what was I going to do in two weeks? It was something anyway. Eat a lot of sweet potatoes and Um, stop eating. But I was in good shape. So it was fine. And, And I, and I did it. And literally the next day I had like, writers coming over and was like, is that you? Like, we just saw the dailies. Is that you? Did they put your head on someone's body? Like it was at, at it was both flattering and incredibly insulting at the same time. <laughs> like, but wait, it's just nobody. We just didn't, I mean, no, I mean, it's great, but I mean, under there, I just was never fantasizing <laughs> well, about no, that, but, but now I'm fantasizing Well, I can about see that. it because in clothes, yeah. like you're just, I mean, no offense, but you yeah. look like a tall, lanky kind yeah. of guy. You're yeah. not, you know what I mean? Uh, like myself and, um, and, uh, F off Christine. Um, someone's stop. still hoarding nuts for the winter. Yeah. Okay. It's the dead of summer. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're ripped. Dude. Yeah. And so, so they, uh, so it was a thing. And, and then since that, what's been happening is then like on the next show, then like, well, for instance, for insatiable is a perfect example. Uh, so I get cast and insatiable. I get the pilot, you know, we had the pilot script before we read for it. So I saw the pilot. My character, Bob Barnard, was not shirtless in the pilot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Cut to, I land in Atlanta. Um, apparently, like, Lauren Gusses has had time to Google me since casting me. I land in Atlanta. New pages come out. Bob Barnard is now shirtless in the pilot and was then, and then found out, oh, yeah, we're going to make him shirtless in every episode in the first season. That kind of became his joke. Yeah, and, like, oh in God, his so trailer, funny. no joke, is, like, you have equipment in there for <laughs> just staying fit. Yeah, in, in season two, yeah. In so season do two. you feel, now, I because this is interesting, because as women in the business- Go you know, ahead. There's always this- 
certain pressure for a lot of women. Um, they feel like, you know, if they're being fit in certain costumes, they have to be thin, they have to be fit, blah, blah, blah. But I think it actually applies to men more often than people realize. Yeah. I mean, if they're writing you shirtless in all these episodes, you're a pretty fit person anyway, but do you feel that need? You have, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to have that cake on Friday because I know I'm going to be shirtless Monday. Oh, yeah, Monday. he's obsessed. Yeah, you, well, I, I have to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not in my 20s anymore. No, I get like, it, dude. You know, it's the it's, same with me. That's how I am. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you have to be diligent and you have to, you know, like you just you have to be really consistent. You have to exercise regularly and you have to watch what you eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get really, and you can get really crazy about it, which I don't anymore, but anymore. Yeah. Right. What did you used to do? Well, I used to just completely cut out carbs and completely cut out sugar and like try to dehydrate myself the mm-hmm. day of, and it's just miserable and I'd get headaches and, yeah. and I just felt like it just wasn't making that big of a difference. Yeah. Um, and then in season one of Insatiable, I don't know, we were in episode two or three, it was early on. Um, but I had been just killing myself and I showed up to work one day and ran into Dallas Roberts who plays mm-hmm. the other Bob on the show. And, um, and, uh, he was like, Hey, how's it going? And I said, you know what? I feel terrible. Like I really am not feeling well. I don't know what the problem is. Like I'm not sick, but I just feel terrible. And he goes, well, what, like, what, what have you been eating? And I started making a list in my head and it was like, oh, right, not enough. I have not been eating enough. Yes. Right. I need to eat more food. Um, that's the problem. Water. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. And so, yeah. you know, I, and since then I've been much more reasonable about it. Yeah. Hence the equipment in his trailer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Was it like a pull-up thing? Yeah. It was like a pull-up dip station. Yeah. I mean, everyone oh, yeah. has to have one of those. <laughs> It's great. It was great. Me and Michael Provost would use it. You know, people write these scenes and then they just expect you to be like whipping off your shirt and in perfect physical shape. But like when, if you're working 12 hours a day, like are you getting up at five to go work out? I mean, that's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a, it's an impossible like standard for real life. Right. Like there's a reason that like normal people don't look like that because it takes a lot of time and, and like, I don't, like one of the reasons I can do it is because we shoot in Atlanta. Right. It's so much harder for me to maintain that when I'm at home with my wife and kids. Yeah. Right. That right? was the other thing I was going to say. Yeah. I find it really admirable. I mean, I don't know how anyone with children, at least for a decade, has any time to do anything. Yeah. No, for it's their health. shooting out of town. It's basically. Yes. And your family's okay with possible. you leaving. I mean, because I know it's hard for a lot of people. It's horrible. It's weird because the whole cast is pretty much, except for Dallas. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. So everyone just does a company move to Atlanta and, you know, and people like Alyssa has family and, you know, so, and you have teenage kids too. So it's hard, you know, especially on your wife, I'm sure. It's really, really hard. And we've been doing it for 20 years now and it doesn't get easier. Like it just doesn't. Do they come out to visit at all? Uh, If they can. This year they were able to for spring break. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it was easier when the kids were babies, because before they got into school, we yeah. could just take them with us, and right. we could go and be together. But once they started school, um, you know, if the shoot season was during the school year, you know, you can't yeah. really go. Um, and you never know how long a show is going to last. And, you know, it's uh, exactly it's the glamorous uh, Hollywood elite lifestyle, you know? I want to go back <laughs> to the working out just for a second. <laughs> okay. Just because I have an anecdote. Yeah. Um, so... I think about what I was just saying about men and like the physique and having a pressure set upon them. If you're a guy who's like known for being big or bulky or like, so for instance, who I'm talking about, The Rock, 
yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Right. So what I find so fascinating about him is uh, I did a movie with him. One of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Mm. P.S. Mm-hmm. Um, he better be. He was a wrestler. I, I know. <laughs> but okay. No, but I've heard that. It's not, yeah. No, I, I'm he's, just hoping he is because yeah, yeah. I mean that is not. He's the highest paid actor in yeah. the business right now. It's, yeah. Well, he's fun to watch. And he's also. Oh God, is it AT and T? Hold on. Let me stop my story about the Rock for AT and T. Hello. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Put it on speaker. It really I should get be on no speaker. Respect on this podcast. You okay. Can I call you back because I'm in the middle of a podcast? Oh my God, it's not even 18. <laughs> I thought you were calling no. about the Wi Fi. Okay, no. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll call you back. Bye. Oh my. Was that your roommate? <laughs> yeah, because I thought maybe he's like heard from them before I did. But he just wanted me. to chat. He's got, uh, it's a job interview thing. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> what about The Rock? Okay, so anyway, but when you're that big, you're, he's like, a, I'm talking about physically, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just a muscly yeah. big guy. It takes a lot yeah. of obviously working out to do. Yeah. To, and eating. And like eating. The amount that a guy that big has to eat to stay exactly. that big is obscene. So he wakes up and he says this on his Instagram and stuff too, which I still, I mean, I watch his Instagram. I find it fascinating. But he gets up sometimes at 3, yeah. 3.30 in the morning to go and work out for 90 minutes, chains around his neck, like d- doing crazy things, yeah. you know, whatever that is, gets to set at six or whatever the call time is. And then he literally has a dude, it was for, the, I think it was a part trainer, part, you know, um, assistant who would come around with these large Tupperwares just full of meat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> full yeah. Of shaved meats, Delicious. like lunch meat. Chicken breasts, whatever it is, and yeah. it would be oh god, his mouth's watering. I'm sorry, it would I love, be. I love it would be like I'm not kidding. Once an hour, and yeah. he would be sitting down like behind the monitors, and he'd having a chat, and then someone just put a bowl of meat, and he'd be just eating yeah. this meat. But that's what you have to do, I think, yeah. if you're the Rock. Yeah, to look like that, that god. is what you have to do. That's why god. most people don't look like that because most people can't, can't. do that. Well, they don't have assistance. Well, have you had any auditions where you've had to take off your shirt? Yes. And I, mean, I find that offensive. Well, I had to do it. I had to show my butt, or, butt crack in an audition once. Really? I know. Yes. That's like, also what, offensive. Just for I'm the not taking off my shirt. Why like, should you what? have to? It was a Super Bowl Bud Light commercial. Yeah. And in the commercial, the guy, the bartender, um, opens the Bud bottle with his ass crack. I don't think this ever aired. <laughs> it did air. I saw the commercial, Sounds but they didn't revolting. show the, that. But- so they literally, and I thought they were joking because yeah. my agents didn't say anything about this. Of course not. And so, you know, at, back in the day, they used to do like at the callback, the lineup yeah. of like the guys. They're like, okay, okay. And then guys like, can you turn around and just pull your pants down slightly? I was like, <laughs> oh I started laughing. I go, is this for real? He's like, yeah. And I go, what are you talking about? I'm like, what? And he's like, we need to see your ass crack. Oh my God. And I go, well, I have a hairy ass crack, but okay. Like, right. But how hairy? Like we need to know it's hairy. It. <laughs> I'm Middle Eastern, dude. That's amazing. I don't need to see it. No, you're not going no, to sometimes I because I wear the, the low rise jeans. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes just, it peaks out on yeah, accident. It does. Uh, my friends are always like, that's okay. Um, it happens. Yeah. So you had to take it off for an audition. Yeah. Did you book the job? No. No. But 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 that's the thing. Like most of the time you don't. Like most of the time you don't book the job. Right. When you show your when you audition for anything. No, you know? exactly. Like it's like as my kids have gotten older and have some awareness of what I do, like, you know, they'll ask, like, oh, what are you auditioning for? And I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I'll tell you when it when and when if it, it happens. Matters. That's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, because a lot of actors put time, so much pressure on themselves. I know. Uh, like I just try to, you know, yeah. And this has come only just recently. Like, I just try to enjoy the process of whatever the thing is. Yes. And then let that be it. And if it goes further, great. 
I swear the ones I feel like so good about, yeah. I never hear from again. <laughs> I just have one last week that I was like, I fucking nailed that. Yeah. I nailed that. And then I never heard That's anything. So yeah, but you're you've let that go too now because oh, yeah. when she's starting to direct. Yeah. So now so she's, you see. Yeah. So she's yeah. like, I don't. Yeah. So you know, like it's. But I also know that I like I look at it from a different perspective. I actually in the past I would have been like I just don't understand. Like it was so good and the like yeah. I felt great and they were all like the casting directors were all like excited. Like what happened? Now I know what happened. Yeah. They saw me, somebody, some producer probably went, oh, good. Yeah, we're not looking for that type. Exactly. And literally just It's like, like oh, no, on. we need someone 5'6", but you were amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that she doesn't look old enough. No, we want a brunette. But I mean, yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter. And exactly. then there's the ones where I'm like, oh, that didn't go well. And then I book them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? I got it? Okay. Are, they, are you sure? That's what I felt like my before. very first TV show. Every time I went, I was like, I don't know why they keep calling me back. This doesn't make any sense to me. Which at all. show was it? It was popular. It was Ryan Murphy's first. Oh, that's show. right. Yeah. You did popular too. Jesus. You I was worked 20. a lot. You're like the guy who always works, but no one knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Which is I mean that's I mean that's no, no, a compliment. No. Let me tell you, it's kind of great. That's great. Yeah. Because if he gets pigeonholed in like some no, character, I, I he's fucked. I've been able to do a ton of different things and work consistently, and I can still go to the grocery store. It's great. Yeah. It it's pretty really great. Nice. Um, popular but, how long was that well it was 99 and 2000 and but i was like 25 auditioning to play a high school kid and i was just like oh this is this is never gonna work like i this is ne every time i went in i was like this is ridiculous i don't know why they keep calling me back i'm way too old to do this and then you got it there we go there it was yeah how was ryan murphy great he's amazing yeah. i know i really want to get in his director's program Yes. Oh, he has yeah, a program? Yeah. Debbie Ryan did it last year. She this did? Year. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should definitely do Are that. Are you directing yet? I, you I've, directed, directed? I've directed three episodes of Covert, and then I did a film. Oh, that's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. She's doing Goldbergs in Schooled. Great. You should yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best, you should right? cast him as a teacher at Schooled. Oh, yeah. Shirtless. His shirtless teacher. <laughs> shirtless Swim woodshop coach. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. It happens. Oh. Swim coach. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. Directing is good. Yeah. You like it's it. It's the best, man. I mean, insatiable. I was making yeah. fun of him the whole last season because yeah. he was shadowing. Oh, yeah. And that shows like. I Wait, mean, I'm waiting to hear what you're going to say, actually. Well, I'm not going to say anything bad, obviously. Um, but no, they're long hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so well, like the not. fact that you're acting in the show and yeah. you're like hanging out afterwards to like shadow, I yeah, was like, but, what is he crazy? Uh, no, but I like being on set. Like that's the thing. Like I like it. And since I'm in Atlanta by myself, like what else am I gonna go do? No, you could go have go to the gym. The that's it. That's I can't I, go get drinks. All yeah. I can all I'm allowed to do is go to the gym. That and then didn't go stop home. Sarah Colonna. I'd rather stay. We, every afternoon we had cocktail hour. <laughs> At the Lowe's. <laughs> At the Lowe's. I was wearing his moo. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you um, are all the directors on Insatiable mostly from Atlanta, or do some come no. from LA? They're all. LA. I think none from Atlanta. No, everyone's oh. from LA or New York. I don't even know any directors that live. Yeah. Maybe there are directors. That I'm live sure there are. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. absolutely. Take it easy. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, but the they had really good directors. Yeah, great. Yeah, the show's really gonna be. It's it's crazy. It's gonna be a crazy, it's really season. crazy fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really good season. Yeah, like it, it's we lean in, like uh, uh, yeah. Lauren is no joke. Yeah. She does not give two f's about. No. She's like, we're doing it. You play Bob Barnard, correct? You auditioned for the pilot. 
or yeah, I had to, I auditioned for uh, Bob Armstrong first. Oh, you did? Yeah, I think everybody did. Okay, yeah, like all us guys in a certain age age range auditioned for Dallas's part, and then I came back and read like the next week and read for Barnard. Did you recognize? Did you you know in the waiting room? Yeah. Any other actors that were there that are recognizable that? Um, uh, uh, the, at the test, yeah. Uh, Eddie McClintock was there. Oh. Um, who's a great guy. Um, but he was the only one that I recognized or the only one that I knew anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read with, who'd you read with? Uh, for, when you test? No, just no? a reader. Just yeah, a reader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are there any roles that you've want, that you've auditioned for that you wanted or that went out, that you've turned down that became big? Um, I've turned down, there's a couple things. I, I turned, not an offer, but I turned down the audition for American Pie way back in the day. Oh, you did? Yeah. I just you didn't straight like the out passed. I thought it was gross and I didn't get it at all. That probably could have been. A lot of people actually. Well, not only that, but it might've been a good move because a lot of those people aren't working. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but you know, who knows? Uh, it's, it's Things it's, go in waves. That was, it was a whole fad of like sort of yeah, like, sexual gross out teen yeah. comedies. It just wasn't while. my thing. Yeah. Um, and then there was a Miramax movie, you know, remember they were doing the Shakespeare adaptations yeah. a yes. while back? Like they did. O and well, like I, I was, I made it deep into the, into the rounds for O. Um, and then Tim Blake Nelson was directing that movie and sat me down and was like, listen, I need you to be honest with me because everyone always lies when I, when we ask, can you do X? What can you write a horse? Can you do it? He was like, can you play basketball? And I was like, well, yeah, I can play basketball. He's like, ah, but are you good at basketball? Like you can make three point shots. And like, I regret telling him the truth. Like I, <laughs> like I really, I told him the truth. Well, what'd you say? Well, no? I said, I said, I said, I can play. I said, yeah, I can make some shots, but if you're asking me if I can hit nine out of 10, like, no, I'm not, no, I can't. Like, I haven't played competitively in a long time, but I mean, I I know what I'm doing. I don't understand that though, because can't they, I mean, basketball, I know it was a lot of basketball in that movie, but. Like, I get it. Like having directed now, like I get why he asked it. Like, I'm sure he appreciated me telling him the truth. But you know that was dumb, Chris. I know because you could yeah, have done it. You you, done you're totally so obsessive, anyways, and I mean in a good yeah. way that you yeah, would yeah, have yeah. after they after that you've been like, I gotta go. Every well, day. that's I what I torch. told him. I was like, look, yeah. if, if you if I get the part, like believe me, I'll be training 26 hours a day um, to get ready. But did, did you play college sports? No, high God, school no. sports. High school. I well, I played water polo in high school. Oh, and then I got too busy doing. You grew plays. up in California. Yeah, yeah, in Fresno. Oh. Yeah. What, 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 what's that? Oh, I mean, no, I mean, like, uh, I love Fresno. <laughs> I've actually been to Fresno because I have a cousin that lives in Visalia. So I stayed in Fresno. To visit in Visalia? It's well, because like I didn't know. I need to, like, I saw, uh, when I saw Visalia and I was like, well, what's there? Um, because yeah. I was going to a family event and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not staying. It was something about cornfields and stuff. <laughs> So I was like, what's the nearest city? And so it was 30 minutes away is Fresno. So I was like, I'll just stay in Fresno, you know? Right. He needs like a hotel yes. bar, no, like no. a lobby yeah. bar. Yeah, I need yeah. like things to do like once like I'm done with, yeah. you know. No. And so I, know. I stayed at the airport <laughs> hotel. By the way, so I, 
I was scared and like it's like the it's <laughs> you were scared in front yeah, of it, no offense and I'm sure you when were you grew, there when were you there I haven't been since um but, this is like probably like eight years ago yeah well by the way like Fresno's not a place that most people go no it's just like for a, like a vacation right I mean it's a place well, people, I didn't a lot of go people for been vacation through. I've definitely driven through it yeah like you drive yeah. through it on your way to Yosemite yeah is why most yeah. people go through Fresno I don't so I I mean it reminded me like of a bigger Bakersfield. Well, it's much bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and much it's nicer. And yeah, any listeners that are from Fresno, please don't email me. I get no, it. No. I, I like the Fresno. I just it's like the armpit it's in of the Central California. Valley. Oh, it's like, it's, no, it's if anything, it's the belly button because it's in the middle. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> it gets like hot and smoggy cute, there. Too. I guess like, yeah, it does. yeah. It's very industrial. Well, it's very agricultural. Okay, well, you call it agriculture, I call it industrial. <laughs> industrial. <laughs> well, I just the smog. It's the agricultural in industry, but but the problem with the smog really is from the Bay Area. It comes over the mountain and then it sits in the uh, valley. Yeah, blame stays. another city. I get it. It's true. Um, <laughs> what did your parents do in Fresno? Uh, my mom was a, a nurse and then became a school nurse, and then my dad was an accountant. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you get into acting? Uh, go figure, right? I have no idea. Like, I just started in school. I started doing school plays and things, and then they have a performing arts magnet school called Roosevelt School of the Arts in Fresno. So oh, wow. I ended up going there for high school and and doing plays and PA singers, and, and we had some talented people. Audra McDonald came through there. I oh. love Audra McDonald. Yeah, she's from Fresno. Fellow Roosevelt Rough Rider. She's amazing. Yeah, she is you amazing. In class with her? I wasn't. She was three or four. She was four years ahead of me. Okay. But we did like dinner theater together. Like I was in the junior company pre-show, and so like you she was doing too? the Vita. Yeah, I didn't know. That. How come they not really singing on the show? Well, because we don't have singing. They are, on the they're show. too busy getting finding ways for him to take a shirt off. That's right. I don't have time to, to work out my voice. I can see my, a whole cabaret number with Bob yeah, Barnard. Right? Oh, God, yeah, it'd be great. Amazing. It'd be so much fun. Um, okay, so Audra went there. I love her. Yeah, Audra Sharon Leal went there. She's on Instinct right now. Yeah, okay. she's done, oh, she's been working for a ton of stuff. Um, there's been a lot of really talented people go through there. And then did you go to college? Uh, yeah, at UCLA. UCLA. Oh, you went to UCLA. Yeah, that's where Same. my wife and I met. Yay! Ah. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. We're gonna do the A clap now. We're not. No, don't worry. <laughs> you study theater there. Yeah, yeah. And then wait, got- what did you major in there? Communications. You- oh, nice. Yeah, smart. Well, that was it. It was tougher than my major. Communications. <laughs> my is parents legit. were like, "You're already in an acting class. Yeah. You've been in an acting class for a long time. Why You're on you a spend- hit show too for yeah. years. Like, what are you going to take? Well, a- yeah, I was, yeah. and I was also like, what if I never work again? I should right. get my degree in something mm-hmm. smart. It's smart. <laughs> I don't know what communications gets you in this life. A podcast. <laughs> you could be a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a fucking podcast. <laughs> I get no respect, and I don't yeah. even get billing. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, you get a podcast. That's what you Great. got. No, but that's smart. I tell people like young people, kids who ask me who are going to college. I was like, especially if you're going to college in LA or New York, right. you really don't have to major in theater. You, the, all the teachers teach privately. Yeah. Like learn I, something else. It's fine. I always tell kids, I was like, dude, don't do it unless you know it's the only yeah. thing you ever want to do. Yeah. Don't. And even so, like really the best actors that I've known my entire life are always some of the smartest people. So just go and learn. Yeah. Yeah. So then you got an agent out of UCLA or you had one? No, already? I did. Yeah. We out of the showcase. Uh, oh, at UCLA? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I mean, that is what can be helpful for sure. Yeah. Getting your foot in the door in that, yeah, yeah. getting representation. Was so, your wife also a theater major? She was, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You met her at college? We met like my last year. We didn't meet until my senior year. She was a year behind. And then you got married how shortly after? Oh, a few years later. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And your first job was popular? Uh, that was my first series regular job. My very first acting job was uh, a movie, a Danny Boyle movie called A Life Less Ordinary. I know that movie. Wow. Really? Danny Boyle. Yeah. Amazing. It was like I had one scene as Walt, the gas station attendant. It was, I worked with uh, Such a good director. Cameron Diaz and Ewan McGregor. And it was the really cool thing about it was it was the very first day of production on that film. And my scene was the first scene up. Oh, wow. So like I, you know, Danny Boyle called me at the hotel the night before to see if I was all right, if everything was cool. I was like, everything's fine. Thank you, Mr. Boyle. (laughs) That's so weird. You know, and then, you know, and then production called and they're like, hey, we're wondering if you would mind sharing a van with you and out to set tomorrow. And I was like, no, that'd be fine. Thank you. (laughs) You Stop it. And then they picked me up first in the morning. And uh, so I got in the back. Where'd you shoot? In Salt Lake City, Utah. You love the Utah. Go figure, right? Like, like my acting career literally started in Utah, and it's iconic. And it like you're a star going in Utah. Yeah, got like me in the Mormon. You have no idea. What's yeah. the movie called? So I did this movie. It was uh, in between season one and two of Popular. It was called The Other Side of Heaven. It's about this. It's based on um, this guy, uh, Elder John Groberg's memoir of oh. his mission to Tonga in the fifties. Um. And so we shot this, like it was like this $7 million independent film that we shot in the Cook Islands on, on Rarotonga and in Auckland, New Zealand. And what? it was me and Anne Hathaway. What? Right? <laughs> I know. That's amazing. Know. Yeah. Was this post Princess Diaries? Must Pre. This is pre-Princess Diaries? So get this. So before, like she auditioned for Princess Diaries right before she flew out to do our movie and then found out that she booked it while she was with us in Auckland. Wow. And so then we've wrapped the movie. I went back to Popular, which was shooting on the Disney lot uh, in Burbank. And then she was shooting Princess Diaries also on the Disney lot. In Burbank. Funny. So, yeah, it was crazy. So, you, would you see her every now and then? Yeah. So, we'd run into each other on the lot. And kind <laughs> but of Princess out. Diaries came out first. But Princess Diaries came out first. So, then Disney, because Anne became this big star, Disney then bought the DVD rights to The Other Side of Heaven, which then made sure that movie made it around the entire world. Um, and, right. like, and it's particularly uh, with LDS families, like they've watched it like every Sunday for like years and years and years. Because it is a, is a Mormon based. Yeah. And it was kind of film. the first, it, it was kind of the first, uh, faith film yeah. like, of the modern era. Wow. Was yeah. it, it was DVD only? No, no, it was they in theaters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was in theaters um, and then on DVD. Were the producers also Mormon? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, but yeah. like the main producer, but not like from the church, like Gerald Mullen was the executive producer on that movie and he's wow. Steven Spielberg's producer. My goodness. So, so they shot a sequel last year? We just shot a sequel. Yeah, it just came out this year. Yeah, we shot it last year. Oh my gosh. Did you go back to the Cook Islands? We shot it in Fiji. Unbelievable. Uh, I know. I'm like, <sighs> what an amazing job. Yeah. Um, but you can't in go into sequel? Salt Lake City. Well, I can go into Salt Lake. <laughs> they're all very, they're very nice to me. No, I know that you can, but like, yeah. you're a star there. But like, I they do like a, a really polite hounding. <laughs> I'm very, I'm recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. So when does that movie come out? It's out. It's, it's out now. Yeah, yeah. It was out. It opened in like 200 theaters nationwide, and then it's still playing in theaters uh, in Utah, at least as of today. It's been in theaters for about eight weeks. Oh, wow. Is it, yeah. uh, is it take you, it takes you 10 years later? So it's 10 years after the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's, what is it? Is it called The Other Side of Heaven 2? It's too? called The Other Side of Heaven 2, Fire of Faith. It's based off okay. um, John Groberg's second book. Wow. Who's the co-star? Yeah, so this uh, it's a New Zealand actress named Natalie Medlock. 
Cool. She's going to be huge now. She's lovely. Yeah. Huge. So (laughs) what was shooting in Rarotonga like? Because it's pretty desolate Well, there? it's so funny. No, it's not. You'd okay. think. That's what we thought. Yeah. And back in like there 99, a Starbucks? 2000. I remember my girlfriend went there and no. she was like, it was uh. awful. We had to go to Rarotonga. My oh boyfriend my. wanted to go there. Was, I just never want to go to Rarotonga again. I was oh like, God, that's so God it sounds terrible. Well, like, here's the thing. It is kind of like 50 years behind Hawaii development-wise. Okay. Like, on purpose. And like, yes. that's kind of what I love about it. Because having been to little islands, like Fiji included in places um what you often find is an island that's ringed by really fancy resorts but all of the locals living in shacks and in, in total poverty yes. right so raro has uh, uh, avoided that really because you can't foreigners can't purchase any land like the land for the whole island is divvied up amongst the families that live there kind of like a pie so each family has a slice from the center all the way out to the beach wow and they divvy it up amongst themselves. So and there's can, no Sheraton. So or? there's no Sheraton. There are <laughs> yeah, resorts. You would hate it. No, there are resorts. Right. Like there's and there's beautiful places that you can stay, but there are no big high rises. Like all family like owned businesses. Kind of. That's neat. It's, it's I think I would like it. It's kind of great. Like it's but it's quiet. Like there's no like fancy nightclubs. Like there is a nightclub. But it's not fancy. <laughs> like so if that's what you're looking for, this I don't is have not to be the place fancy. I just need to be able to like get cocktails every once in a while. When yeah, I want well to. you totally can. Yeah. Um but it's I'm not out of coconuts. Like I want it's quiet. Like, yeah. glassware. Yeah. Um <laughs> what do you fly into? They have an airport. Yeah, there's a direct flight from LA once a week. Oh wow. To Tonga? To Rarotonga. Rarotonga. Yeah. Say it again, Christine. Rarotonga. Yeah. Rarotonga. <laughs> or like my friend Alex says, Rarotonga. Yeah. We love By the it. way, I've decided that I'm going to start speaking in an English accent, but only when I want to say something that's like I, I want it to sound nice and polite, even if it's not. I think it's I think it's sort of a nice thing to do. You're an idiot. <laughs> No, you're actually an idiot. <laughs> oh, see, that's the example. See? It did I, sound I nice. sound really intelligent yeah. Yeah. and just like, mm, I think you should just calm down. <laughs> I've decided that's going to be my new thing. That's my new thing. Uh, wait, hold on. Yeah. I want to go back. To yeah. his shirt coming no. off? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not to the beginning. Not that far back. I, wait, we need to go back to Danny Boyle. We need oh. to finish that story. Oh, sorry. And you and, you, you're in the van and you and McGregor's going to yeah. come in. So then, so I get in the van. your first job ever. My first job, that's like, this is what got me my SAG card. This and is unbelievable. So I sit in the back of the van and we drive around to, he's at a different hotel. Is he, at, first of all, let's go back further. Is yeah. he at your audition? No, no. The Boyle. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Danny Boyle, he's at the callback. Okay. He is there. And what's the, uh, like the scene, it's a one scene. It's, it's like- one scene. It's literally like a monologue, like, hey, I'm Walt. This is the gas station. You want to fill up? You got the whole thing. Like, he's got this really cute little monologue. I don't remember it. Oh, anymore. great. Um, and so it was significant. There was some significant dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Great. It's like a whole little speech. Like, it's the, he's this adorable, goofy gas station attendant out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so uh, we go to pick up you and we pull up to his hotel. Because he's at a nicer hotel. He's at a nicer hotel, got for it. sure. Like, I'm at the Hilton, which is just nice. Everyone loves it. I got the points. I don't know. No, you know what? <laughs> it wasn't that he was at a nicer. He was at a place because I think his wife and kids were there. So he was at a place that I think had a kitchen and got that it. whole deal. Because Cameron was staying in the same hotel, I believe. Okay. Um, anyway, we get him and I'd saved the front seat for him, figuring he'd want to sit in the front, but he jumped in the back right next to me. And then we just talked the whole way out. It was like an hour drive out to set and he oh, couldn't wow. have been nicer. That's nice. Uh, like it was so great. 
It was so great. And it like really like set such a good example for me. It was like, all right, file this away of this is how you treat people when right. you're at the top you're of the call star. sheet and you right. get people coming in for like one scene. And you uh, worked what, one day? Half a day. I worked until lunch. And then they flew you back out? And that was it. And then I went home. It was just the scene yeah. with him, not with just, Cameron as well. It was him and Cameron. Oh, it was so both. they drive up and then I talked to them and about filling up their- She's retired now, right? Supposedly, just, I think she's, yeah. I think she, she said she doesn't want to act anymore, or at least for now. I don't blame her. Why bother? She got I all think that when, money. You get, <laughs> when you get that big too, I think the, the thing that is very difficult for stars yeah. is that um, you are under such scrutiny. And because you've had so much success, yeah. God forbid, you know, your next movie isn't there's something about Mary, then everyone's like, oh, look, it's such a failure. Yeah. When it, That's not really the reason why you should or shouldn't do anything. But I think there's just so much more scrutiny. And there's probably a lot of politics and yeah, just tired I mean, of it all. Yeah, it's a lot. It, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And if you've made as much money as she made, if she was even remotely smart with it, then right. know, why I'm bother? Sure. You don't have to. Exactly. Right? Yeah, she ran the race for a long time. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Okay. That's what other huge really directors cool. have you worked with? I feel like there's John Turtletop. Oh, wow. That's um, a big one. Yeah. So he did, he just did the Meg most recently, but he did the pilot f- and was a producer on Harper's Island. It was a CBS serial killer show. Oh, yeah. That I did like right after Ugly Betty. It got picked up? Yeah. Yeah. We did a full season. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Who it did you great. play? Uh, I played uh, Henry Dunn, who was the serial killer. Oh. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen wow. it. Wow. But yeah. That's fun. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was great. That's really cool. It was uh it was about uh a, like a beautiful young couple who's doing a destination wedding on an island that uh they spent time on during their childhoods and so they take all their friends off to this island and then one by one the wedding guests start to Where'd you shoot that? Off. Catalina? Uh Vancouver. <laughs> Catalina. <laughs> Vancouver. Right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> take the ferry out every day. The Vancouver. Did he do any other episodes? Just the pilot. Uh, just the pilot. Yeah. Who How was, was that experience? Great. We're still friends too. It's great. Yeah, yeah. He's a great dude. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he just emailed me yesterday because I, uh, when we were, me meaning, we meaning my family, doing a trip back east, we went to Philadelphia to see all the Constitution stuff. And Oh, you did? Yeah. Was this after we wrapped it? This was, no, no, no. This was years ago. This was oh, okay. during Covert. Okay. Um, but I filmed a, a National Treasure Junior movie on my phone with like my kids reenacting a scene from National Treasure, and then I downloaded the soundtrack, you know, oh the, the score gosh, from that, and cute. cut it all together and sent it to John. <laughs> oh, and so he just emailed me. He's like, "I just was cleaning out files on my computer and found National Treasure Junior." He was like, "It still holds up." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you That's really um. Cute. You prefer working away then? I'm getting it. Well, uh, only, no. Uh, only w- when it comes to the practicalness of like keeping myself physically fit. It's just right. easier being away to Got do it. that. Um, but that's it. Everything else is so much harder and horrible. Have you, I don't know what your contract's like with the decision, but are you allowed to do other things at the same time? Yeah. Well, we're, I'm not allowed to do. It's kind of a typical series regular contract. Yeah. So you're not allowed to be a series regular on other things, but you can go do movies or you can do like a couple episodes in a show. Any projects coming up? Uh, no, it was just that, that movie that was just coming out. That's it right now. All the press for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. It sounds to me, Chris, like 
you have a, you have a, you have an amazing career. You've worked with a lot of really incredible people. You work yeah. consistently. Um, you know, you get on these shows that go past the pilot, which is, which is really a big feat in yeah. any actor's life. You kind of just go from one thing to the next to the next. So have you ever had a bad audition? Yes. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. like you really have it all together. No. Uh, Please tell me there have been some major pitfalls <laughs> that we can discuss. Tell me that you hate your jobs. There's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> go ahead and tell I've me which one. I've been fired from a pilot. Which, ooh. ooh, why? Uh, well, I don't. Here's what I. The, Sorry, it, it, there's a weird noise. I don't know if anyone can hear it. It's like a whistle. It's a yeah. whistle. Yeah. It. Our. Um. I'm pretty sure our dishwasher is about to break. Oh, is that what so, it is? Yeah. yeah. It basically sounds like there's like old bombs from World War II that are about to drop on our house. <laughs> so, that's just our dishwasher. Don't worry. So then it's you need cool. to do your. Yeah, the AC in the car went out. The microwave is also out, and the dishwasher is on its last leg. So well, that that's, microwave that's my, needed that's to be three. changed a long time ago. I told you that I hate yeah, the okay, aesthetic well, of it. Right. And then um, so much. I hate the aesthetic of it with cell remodel. Her Wait, house. She's was, not talking about what it looks like. No, I hate not, what it looks. It doesn't go with the whole kitchen. Just, anyway, um, and then so she's here's what she's gonna do. Just so you know, yeah, so you can yeah. get on board because she already did this with her washer and dryer. Um, She's going to get it for free because she's going to Instagram it and social media. Really? And then they're going to send her the fucking no, dishwasher. I think I just have to did buy it. Did that happen with your washer and dryer? It actually did. That's amazing. But it, honest honest to God, we moved into this house and I had no money left. Yeah. And because it took so long to get it's this a, house by the way, ready. It's a really nice house. I Thank believe you. you. Yeah, it was well, one level when she bought it. Yeah. She just remodeled the whole. She but added, it also there yeah. were so many things that happened that delayed, and I was also paying for a rental. So when we yeah. moved in, literally the week after we moved in, the washer and dryer broke, and I was seven and a half months pregnant with yeah. a toddler, and oh, I was man. like, I, oh my god, oh my god, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. about to have a nervous breakdown. So I was like, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna go to the laundromat, make that my <laughs> weekly thing. So about after two months of going to the laundromat, I was like, I have got to figure this out. Mama's got to, yeah. mama needs clean clothes for a new baby that's <laughs> yes, coming. So I yes. just reached out to a couple of companies. I thought, well, what, what could it hurt? Yeah. And yeah, I did that. An amazing, amazing thing with Maytag. And I really like our washer and dryer. <laughs> that's awesome. I have to say. Just in case you. you need Pretty stoked on it. They Good do for that. you. By the, well, by the way, speaking, this rolls into like just you guys having a podcast. Like some of the press that we did for this movie um, was with social media influencers. Yeah. Right? So we did like this whole event with social media influencers in Phoenix, Arizona. So we're sitting around with like kind of like mom bloggers and yep. like mom food bloggers and mom family bloggers yeah. and all this, this thing. This is a new and, whole grouping yeah. and it, right. it's very effective. And I'm, you know, we're meeting them and they're very nice and I start talking to them and I'm fascinated like i just keep asking questions i'm like wait a minute wait a minute so how does this work and they're like oh yeah so i started on a blog and then we opened up a website and then we have advertising on the website and i just redid my website and i was like well what does that cost it's like oh, it was twenty five thousand dollars and my head explodes i'm like what, what yeah, for a lot of these people it is a it is a major business and they, they make lot. let me it's tell not just you a hobby some of these women is like yeah my husband is just he's uh retiring from his job like making prosthetic limbs because we're making more money on our website. Right. No. Do you, were you ever on seventh heaven? No. Okay. So Beverly Mitchell, you know that she was on seventh yeah. heaven. She, this is how she gets. That's what she does pretty much now is she's blogging and yeah. Product endorsements. It's amazing. And you name it. 
It's amazing. She I'm loves kind a of gift bag. Getting obsessed with it. Um, just be, like what I love about it is just they have total control over their what they do and yeah. how they do it. Um, and that's you know, if so there, I mean, for me anyway, I'm not. I'm not super adept at it. Yeah. I like, you know, I share my life a little bit. If there's something I really like, there's a product I really like, I enjoy, or I need, yeah. and I'm really using in real life, I'm yeah. happy to share it. But I, I'm just not great at the, you know, there's a fine line for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some people are really good at it. No, I and get they that. can make it their whole life. Like we've talked, we, I mean, my wife, Anel and I were just talking about it. And I said, like, I, like the, I, we were talking with um, Mike Chen, who does he's like a big food YouTuber. He's mm-hmm. a great dude. He was like, Oh, you guys should think about doing like a family vlog, like a family YouTube channel. <laughs> right. right. And I was like, yeah, I guess. But then from, you know, we were talking that about it later. It was like, I just don't know that I would want our life to turn into making a production about our mm-hmm. life. Like, I guess like I people are doing it and they making did. a ton of money, but like, I just, just not. And that's what the kids are watching, which is so weird to me. I'm yes. going, I don't get it. And like, they're like over animated, like families are like, Georgia loves that. It's stuff. the weirdest yeah. stuff. I don't let her watch YouTube. I don't like because it. The Russians are apparently infiltrating it. Guys, I so. don't like it. I yeah. ain't liking it. It's very yeah. strange. Um, Plus, who's to say you're interested? I'm not saying you, but I'm saying, I wouldn't know if I was interesting in my life. You know what I mean? Like, what oh, would I be? Not. You could find I out. think Sorry. I would be totally Sorry. interesting. Definitely not. <laughs> no, not no, we know you do. <laughs> I mean, I probably would be. I just didn't know the technology. I don't know how to do it. Like, I wouldn't be able to post. I would. I can't work you Instagram. You can't work Instagram. Instagram. I don't understand There's Instagram. No way. You're yeah. not getting on YouTube. It's not happening. I, I can't. I wouldn't know how to do it. I w- I couldn't teach you to be honest. We <laughs> did a show her. together years ago where she was a judge and I was one of the actors on the yeah. show called um, Internet, Internet Icon. Internet Icon. Oh, yeah. You guys for, need a laugh. Go on YouTube. You'll be able to find right. it. It's Internet Icon. <laughs> Andy Fickman produced and it and directed it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Lies in some really hilarious sketches. Yeah. So it's like finding the next YouTube star. Yeah. So it's like these kids are like directing and creating their own thing. And yeah. we, and like, they had this like utility plot, like um, stable of actors. Right. They could just, you know, hey, right, you right. be my stand, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And I played the resident asshole. Like, right. shocking. I was like, oh. wow. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said that with an English accent. Shocking. Yeah. Um, so, uh, They'd pick me, but if they didn't pick me, it was you'd get mad. I would get you get angry. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He got in a fight with one of the kids. <laughs> I did. This he was like in his twenties. This kid is in his twenties. He's like in a full on fight. He's like telling him like that's not how you should do it. You shouldn't. Use no, that he shot. gave me a line reading, which I just like stopped. I go, what the fuck did you just do? And he's like, what? And I go, oh, dude. You're never going to give me a lighter like that. I was, <laughs> it was like, so <laughs> But we oh, were yeah. both laughing because we were both like, he's like, I don't understand the YouTube. I'm like, I don't understand the YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It is. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And now like, well, you're on a Netflix show. Like I'm watching Glow right now and I'm, I'm kind of regretting the streaming thing. What do you mean? I, I like having something to look forward to every week. See, I if you agree. binge it, then you're done. I like I'm freaking out because I'm on episode eight of ten oh. on Glow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like freaking I've out. Like, watched two, I watched two last night. Yeah, I know. I'm like going, I don't, I don't want, want it, it to end. end. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like yeah. 
I know. That's what I don't like about the streaming. I I, I like the fact I have something to look forward to every week. Yeah, I, I that's why I think there because there was talk when Netflix came out and everyone got on board with streaming that that's what all of television was going to go to. But I don't think so because there's plenty of people like us because I agree with you. Like I like having a break. I like having something to look forward to. Oh, right. Oh, remember that last week? Oh, what's going to happen yeah. this week? Yeah. yeah. And I think I it actually makes the experience better. But some people disagree. Some people really like to binge. I'm just not one of those people. Wait, yeah. let's get back to you getting fired. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So it was a show called Push. Um, the showrunner was Mark Perry, who went on to do- Oh, my God. Yes. You know Mark? I know that name. Party of Five. Yeah, Party of Five. Yeah. Um, so it was a show about uh, Olympic athletes at a university. Okay. Um, and I was playing like a Michael Phelps type character. I, I was, was playing a swimmer. swimmer. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, yeah, get him on shirt, school. Get him swim on the coach. Shirt I, was, off. I was playing the, the gay HIV positive swimmer. Oh, wow. Um, who like had no shame and was really upfront about it. What and year is this? This, I mean, it was probably 98. Oh, wow. The year before popular. So it was, I mean, it was, it was new. Like it was so, like there were not, HIV positive, right. like gay characters on television at the time. Yeah. And there were, when the show aired, there was not an HIV positive gay character on the show because after, because when they let me go, the guy that they put in, uh, I think he still was HIV positive, but was no longer gay. Um, and I got his HIV from a blood transfusion. Oh, so they just changed the role completely. Why did they, they did. why did they get rid of you in the first place? Well, I never found out. We got to find out. I never found out, but I'll tell you why I think they did. Is because I found the this is how old it was. I have the pilot on VHS. Mhm. Oh, yeah. Like we were moving and so mm-hmm. we we're going through all this stuff and I found it. Um, so then I then had to go find a VHS player. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what are you going to do? Right. So I had to go find one. I still have one. <laughs> like, still have one. Yeah. Put it in. And my first scene came up and it was like, oh, I look like a 10 year old. That's why I got fired. I got fired oh. because I do not look old enough to be in college. Like just, I got was it. like such, such a baby face, you know? And, you know, like you said, like, I look like I'm kind of a skinny guy. And back then, like I was just kind of a skinny guy. Yeah. Like, I was not, I did not have much of a physique. How do they, who tells you that you're not like, how does that work? So how it worked was, is Mark called me, Mark Perry called me and he said, I've got, it was like a good news, bad news conversation. Like the good news is we got picked up. The bad news is um, you can't come with us. Um, we oh. had to let you go. They're recasting your part. Um, but at that point you don't go, Why? I did, but he said he what he said was he was like it was a network decision and they didn't like they didn't give me a reason. They just said that we need to recast this party. Did he give you a job after on anything? He did. He brought me into Party of Five. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Who'd you play on Party of Five? I played the gay guy on Party of Five. I played <laughs> what he said. Yeah. He loves you. Is I gay. was I was Jennifer Love Hewitt's boyfriend who was secretly in love with Scott Wolf. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love Jennifer Love Hewitt. She was a sweetheart. She's the nicest. I've worked with her a few times. I did Can't Hardly Wait with her. And oh, yeah. And I did, what was the show that she did? I think it was on WB. Um, I don't remember. Ghost Whisperer? No, it was before. Yes. It was before Ghost Whisperer. Life as we know. No. It was I after Party it, of Five, yes. before Ghost Whisperer. I did I a couple know. episodes of that. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. She's so, she's nice every time. Lovely. She'll never remember me, but my friend, I'm waiting for her to come <laughs> on um, the podcast, which Christine's trying to get her. Oh, yeah. Um, because my other friend who's obsessed with her makes this 
I think it's a dessert, and it's called Jennifer Love Chewits. <laughs> oh so he's oh no. going to make them for me up. to oh bring God. to oh no. Don't do that. That's no, I'm doing what kind, it. What, what kind of I don't know. Are He's like, I make these things. He goes, I'm obsessed with Jennifer Love Chewitz. And I go, oh yeah, she's very sweet. He goes, no, you don't understand. I make these Jennifer Love Chewitz. And I go, wow. <laughs> oh. I actually think she would find that very funny. I go, though. if I'm, if I get her on the podcast, you, you're making them for me. I hope they're caramely. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. a big caramel person. That's where, my, that's well, where my brain went. Okay. But it sounds like something to, like, a, like a Charleston chew, like some yeah. nougat Anyway, caramely. they're Jennifer Love yeah. Chewitz. I thought it was genius. That's really that's funny. So yeah. Funny. Um, so you did party one or two episodes? For I you? did. No, I probably a full did. Full arc? It was a full arc, yeah. I, did, I don't remember how many. Maybe four. It's just constantly Dude, working. Dude, you're constantly everyone. working. It's been. What's the longest period that you've gone without working? Well, you know what? Really, it was between Covert Affairs and Insatiable. Because it was like I went two years without doing a pilot, um, which was the longest that it had ever been. And it was kind of, I think, kind of where I switched over from being like the 30s leading man to being the 40s dad, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I went, because that's what it was. It was like 30s leading man in covert affairs. I was a spy. Um, and now I'm, you know, the dad to a 17-year-old Yeah. Um, on the show. And I think I just needed a couple of years to kind of be out Mm-hmm. Um, so that people could forget and kind of reclassify me in their heads. The thing that like works so well, and I mean this as a complete compliment, yeah, is that you, I feel like the way you look, you can be many different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look like you could be a dad. You also look like, I mean, you, you're just very versatile. Yeah. And I think it's because you're not overly striking in one direction. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You just have this like, Every man, I could see you as my next door neighbor. I could see you as a serial killer. No yeah. offense. I could see, <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I could totally see you as a serial killer. You I think what I, she's trying to say is you're just ordinary. Listen. <laughs> but in a, but in a real, but like in a special way. Does that make sense? No. You should have said it with an English accent. <laughs> Very ordinary. <laughs> but it's lovely. <laughs> no, that's the, honestly, like, I feel like sometimes people that work all the time, like who are in your position, who work all the time, they have that kind of, you would know them, but you don't know why you know them. You know what I mean? Like you said, you can go to the grocery store, yet you were just on a TV show and somebody looks at you and they're like, I feel like I know that guy. Mm, No, probably not. And walks away, you know? Yeah. It's it's nice. Um, Have you ever, you don't have to name names, but have you Mm -hmm. ever been on a set or done uh, a job with someone that was really difficult, that made it feel like work? Um, actor or director? I tell you, I not. I haven't had. I've, honestly, I haven't had any like real horror stories uh, with people like that. Like I've heard horror stories, and and the the sad thing for me is when you see, particularly you see it in episodic directors who've been scarred mm. by really difficult cast mm. on a show, who come in and there is that AT and T. Is that well, AT God. God. <laughs> like so you get directors who yeah. just look like just come in and look like we just beaten, beaten down. whipped dogs <laughs> you know like they yeah. just have nothing left and are terrified of everyone yeah. and just kind of come in and like whatever you want to do i don't know just please stop please don't hit me oh god right like yeah. you've i'm sure you've you've seen it yeah um but for the most part you have to have a pretty thick skin i think 
as a director. I don't. I think particularly really, episodic. Yeah, yeah. You can't take. You walk into a cast that's very well, sort of oiled. A yeah. machine that's really well oiled. You walk in as the new person in school. Um, you kind of have to come in with your plan, and if someone doesn't like it or throws attitude your way or whatever, you have to just let it roll off your back and yeah. continue. Because if you let it, I mean, I've been yelled at by actors yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Um, but I never took it personally because I knew I knew it wasn't really about me. Yeah, totally. It does make you feel a little like, oh, of wow, course, no one likes like to get <laughs> threw a tomato in my face in front of the entire crew. Okay, yeah. yeah. But you have to just kind of go back to your seat and take a minute and. Then continue on with a great attitude. Otherwise, yeah. if you show people that it that it hurt you, yeah. you lose all your power in the yeah. situation. Exactly right. Um, yeah. So I haven't had any really terrible experiences on set. Thank goodness. We had like the closest thing you can get was uh, I did a sitcom called Out of Practice. It was another CBS show. It was me and Ty Burrell, Henry Winkler, Stocker Channing. Oh wow! Oh wow! Uh, Paula Marshall and Jennifer Tilly. Jesus. It was awesome. Like we did a whole season of it. It was Chris Lloyd and Joe Keenan had just come off of Frasier. Wow. It was at Multicam? Yeah. Yeah. It was the best job I've ever had. With like live audience? Yeah. How do I remember How this? How did that not go? I well, don't understand. It went. <laughs> and then it was it was it was amazing. It was unfortunate. We we came out, the show premiered and premiered fine, but didn't premiere like crazy uh hit. Uh and then like just four, we went up every, the ratings went up every week, but just by a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a few, I don't know, it was four or six weeks in, CBS announced that they were going to replace us with the Jenna Elfman show. And, which failed. Which, yeah. And meanwhile, the our last episode that aired in our regular time slot, the week before they pulled us, we were the number four show in the country. So weird. And then we were gone. Dumb. Um, but anyway, it was a great show, but like the closest I could get to like having like a difficult experience, which, which wasn't difficult was Stockard. Go ahead. <laughs> don't, go ahead. No, who I love, but like has a process and like, you know, like we would go through blocking and then, and then she would work with the director, um, on her stuff. And so Ty and I would just like, just go outside and throw the football around and until they were done and then we'd come back in and, and then everything would be changed. Rehearsal and carry <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, yeah. but not, not was usually sitcom, because it wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. But what it was because, but here's the thing is, is like, like everyone has their different process. And for her, like she needed to walk through it and needed to like really know what the justification is for each thing. And it's, you know, it's works for her and she's a, fucking genius you know she's so, amazing like you know we do the scene and it's just you know it would blow you away she's amazing so it wasn't something that bothered us we it was just something yeah. like oh we're gonna go well, toss and that was around. with a high caliber amount of actors like yeah. henry winkler and Stalker yeah. channing and stuff was it would you guys do three days on that set? Or no, no, it was five days. They did a full five days. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think they would be phoning it in, in the sense of like they're not showing up to. No, no, no. Like not, every day, nobody in that cast was like that. We were all like show up and rehearse and do it and work. Have yeah. you done um? Have you done a Modern Family? No. Oh, so you haven't worked together? No, again. I know, no. But Ty and I are still friends. He's so good. Yeah, he's the best. He's really, one of the nicest. Yep, great dude. Again, like you do nine nine seasons, twelve seasons of a show. Yeah. And I came on as a guest star. Yeah. You know, and it, my scenes were with him and Julie and um, uh, Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. And 
like the nicest people. Yeah. I mean, so just lovely, warm, sitting in the same area as yeah. all the lowly guest stars, yeah. you know, <laughs> eating the same snacks, saying, do you guys want to rehearse? Do you want to just run through the lines? I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, just, it's so, it's, I don't know. I had a great experience on that show. Yeah. Have there been any moments as you've been trying to balance your work life with your home life and you had young kids, yeah. especially when they were really young, yep. like any moments that I know for me, you know, there have been those nights where I have to get up at 4am and it happens to be the night that like my kid starts teething and yep. you're literally up, you've gotten like two hours of sleep and have yep. to go to work. Have there been any of those moments of like, Oh God, you know, it's so, cause what we do is, is so weird and the hours are so long. Well, it's so weird. I mean, really the biggest challenge for me, because most of like half of the shows that I've been on have been out of LA, like either in Canada or Atlanta or somewhere else. Um, so the biggest challenge for me has just been, has been the relationship strain of, you know, being yeah. away and leaving Anel with the kids, uh, you know, three times pregnant. Right. Yes. Ooh. Have, did you make all the births? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, I did. That's good. Um, That's lucky. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, and she was home to deal with it all. You know, she yeah. was there when the sewer backs up, you know, and, yeah. you know, I'm in Vancouver and she's there when, you know, when the house has to be replumbed. And you should really have her on. You really, I know. Yeah. Horror stories. I want to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, uh, like she's done all of the heavy lifting with that and, and having to do it alone is really, is really challenging. Yes. And then having the, you know, I'm sure you know, like the re-entry after being away um, is rough. It's like yeah. figuring out how everything's going to work again and what, you know, who's doing what and who's taking the kids to school and mm -hmm. who's doing breakfast. Well, I know because I had texted him about coming on the podcast and yeah. he's like, it'd be best if I could do it um, once school starts because yeah. I'm playing stay-at-home dad right now. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, you got to take over yeah. when you can. Yeah, probably. yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, and so, and that, like the relationship strain is real, yeah. you know? I mean, it's funny, people joke about, uh, you know, the divorce rate in Hollywood, right? Which really isn't much higher than the divorce rate nationally, but they joke about it because it's fun to joke about like famous people breaking up and right. everyone assumes that everyone's I mean, sleeping with Miley everybody. the Cyrus Liam right. is killing me. Yes. <laughs> um, but the truth is, is it's like, it's, it's just, it's just really, uh, it's a, it's really hard on relationships. Like what we do is just really hard on relationships. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of travel. Yeah. Um, You're constantly in a long distance relationship yeah. that you don't know is coming. Yes. <laughs> And is there oh, hey, resentment at all in the relationship in the sense of, well, sometimes sure. I mean, does she, is she acting at all or is she? No, she's, not she's anymore. Not, oh, not anymore. So she, she was acting and working. Um, and then uh, we decided to have our first one young because we wanted to have a young family. Um, and then uh, after we had Lucas, then she went back to auditioning and started working again. Uh, and then, she, we got pregnant again. And so she kind of had to step back and right. wait until, you know, Ethan got old enough and then she could get back to start auditioning again. But, you know, each time, particularly for a woman, each time she's a little older, um, we were living like 45 miles outside of LA at the time. And so it's a long drive. Away from very small children. And Sorry. she's Latina. And particularly back in the nineties and the early aughts, like it's the, the, the parts for her were always the maid were the, crazy. the gang members, girlfriend, 
you know, all of these stuff, all of the things, which if by Google, my wife, like she's none of those things. Like she's like super glamorous, like beautiful. And, uh, like the furthest thing from, you know, some Chola, Mm -hmm. um, which is what she was being asked to portray. Right. Um, like even on popular, she, so she recurred on popular. She was one of the cheerleaders. She played Popita Fresh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing, but I'm laughing. Right? But then we, Popita. but she was pregnant during the second season, and Ryan was begging her, like, wanted to write this whole arc about her character being pregnant. And Anel just refused to do it. She was, and would explain it to him. And he just was, he had the hardest time. He hates being told no, um, but like was having a hard time with it. And she just kept trying to explain it to him. Like Ryan, like I'm the only Latina character on the WB. Right. Yeah, don't like make I'm either. it. There are no other Latina the characters on right. the entire network. Right. And you, and I'm not going to be the stereotype. Like good, good for, for her. her. Yeah, good. It's for hard her. to stand up to someone like that. Yes, it is, and you know, and it's like it's, and it's funny. We were talking to someone, that, you know, because because we're both fairly politically active, and and uh, you know, someone was kind of reinforcing to her like it's that it's those little uh, um, moments of strength, right? That that don't get talked about and don't get publicity and aren't like you know big, but that add up to big societal change that add up to representation being changed. Well, I bet he gets it now. Yeah. Especially with the kind of TV yeah. that he's writing. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, he's yeah. it's pretty influential so. with the stuff that he's doing. It has doing. changed a ton. Yeah. 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 So, does she want to go back to it at all? You know, does she have any desire? She does. It's been, you know, then what happened was, is our oldest was then diagnosed uh, with autism. Okay. Um, and then we had a third. <laughs> And we had our daughter and after the daughter in particular, it was just like, okay, well now just someone has to be home yeah. and, and, uh, and it had to be her. So plus you guys do a lot of charitable stuff too. Like you have a charity yeah. in the whole bit. Well now it's like she, we've come through a lot of that now. And now we're reaching a point where, um, both of the boys are in high school. Um, our daughter's in fifth grade. Things are kind of stabilizing, um, that now she is looking for what it's going to be. And, you know, maybe she goes back to acting, but she may do something else. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But the, she's got, you know, she, all of the creativity. This is still there. All of that passion is still there. Sure. She's so talented and smart and funny, and um, so it's kind of she's starting that journey of like finding what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. Well, Chris. I mean, Man, give me a break. God, <laughs> just turn on your television. Gonna, now I'm going to see you on everywhere. every rerun. Now I'm going to turn on the TV and you're, I'm just going to see you like on party of five. There's going to be old covert affairs happening. That's all right. Once upon a time, once upon a time, right. which I'm dying to see that because I'm trying to picture did you, you have as to the wear, wizard. What did you look like as the wizard of Oz? It was just you it, green. It was just me with like a well, green, green thing. No, it was just like a green costume. Yeah. Oh. That's cool. It was cool. No, I know. No, the hell, I didn't. (laughs) Um, It was. It's not as exciting as it sounds. It really isn't. But you know, you should go see. You should see the movie that I directed. Um, Oh yeah, it's called "We Love You, Sally Carmichael." Okay. Um, It's a sweet little indie family friendly comedy. Who's in it? But as a fellow director, yes, um, I'd love to. Yeah, you should check it out. Uh, It's uh, I'm in it. Uh, Bitsy Tulloch, Jack McBrayer. Um, Sebastian Roche. Okay. Yeah, and then some like cast up in Utah. We shot it in Utah. Oh my god! Yeah, I love Utah. the Utah. They'll give you a deal anywhere in Utah, won't they? They're they, like, they, oh, they, you're coming. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
One film at our house, one yeah. stay at our house. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I like, well, they so, do a lot of production up there, so they have good crews. It's funny because sometimes if I'm flying to the East Coast, you yeah. know, I'll do Delta. And Salt Lake's one of the hubs for Delta. <laughs> so yeah. weird. I like mileage. Um, They're building so, a brand new terminal. Up well, there, so I, well, sometimes I'll have a layover in Salt Lake City. Yeah. And I'm not, listen, I'm not exaggerating. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone when I, as soon as I get off the plane, it's like slow motion. I'm like looking at, everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy and I'm going, where the hell am I? I freak out a little bit in the Salt Lake City. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. It's not the most diverse place. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, there is some diversity there, but it's mostly uh, coming for the church. There's a lot of Polynesian uh, there's a Polynesian, col- you know, not col- there's a Colony. population there. Yeah, um, I did not know that. Yeah, the yeah, Polynesian yeah. Mormons. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching Love After Lockup. Oh my god! And one of the um, women, she's she's African American, yeah. and her uh, inmate that she fell in love with and got married to um, is also African American, but he's from LA and she's from Salt Lake City, and she's a Mormon. Yeah, and she's right now in the episode that we're on right now. She steals his, she brings him to Salt Lake City because she wants him to move so he have a clean living and that Salt Lake City life yeah. and Mormon life with the church. And right. he's like, no. He's not into it. He's not into it. So she yeah. steals his uh, wallet and his license so he can't get back to LA. What? Oh, it's a whole thing. Love after lockup. You got to watch okay. it. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't, I don't think you should. <laughs> Rob's just shaking. His it's head. so good, dude. <laughs> we TV, love after lockup. I'm not really sure if that's really his fair. I'm not really. <laughs> think that he's really going, he's going to find something else. Maybe. I bet you you'll like it. No, it's actually a lot of They meet of on like inmatelove.com and stuff, and then they, oh, right. so they find the cast it, really. based on how much time is left oh, on their yeah. sentence, yeah. and because the, they're about to get released, and right. they meet their partner for Do the first time. Do we really have to time. talk about this show? Yeah. Oh, Every sorry. time sorry. we're on a podcast. Every time. Sorry, I love it. Like a and, bit 90, much. and 90 Day Fiance. I don't know if you like that show, but it's on mm, TLC. No. And I also watch. Stop it. Okay. It's right. No, I'm fasting on all television until Insatiable premieres again. Correct. And which oh, good for you. If it's premiering this month, and long, <laughs> okay. so we Just don't start know. watching Insatiable, everyone. It's, if you haven't watched season one, please watch season Binge one it because now. Yeah, you really should know what you're getting into. Yeah, it's you're in for a ride. Yeah, don't let the um, and I do tell people like by the way like when like when I'm in you, I'm like what is what's what do you what else are you on? I was like, listen, it's insatiable. It's on Netflix, but it's it right. It's crazy. Like it's really crazy fun, and you're like, gonna it's, see a lot of my nipples. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, kind, you are. But. You are. But it's the kind of thing like you'll know within by the end of yes. the first episode if it's your cup of tea or not. Yes. I say by the second episode. Yeah? All right. Yeah, because you. I always let the first... I never judge a show by the first episode because it's the introduction of everything, so yeah, it's a little yeah, slower. Yeah. But um, no, I I would never have watched it had I not known you guys, yeah. but I'm so glad that I do because I'm obsessed with the show. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Can't wait to see what season two is going to have in it's store. It's crazy. Um. Okay, so Chris, tell us again the name of your film. Oh, the film's called We Love You, Sally Carmichael. And where can we find it? And you find it on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Amazon Prime? Yeah. I have the Amazon. Oh, yes. This is so exciting. And then tell us where can we find you? Do you do any social media? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter mostly at, at Chris Gorham. Um, and then I also have a, a Facebook fan page. I think it's Chris Gorham fan page. <laughs> Great. I don't know. I really, I hate Facebook. 
So I don't understand it. I don't. I don't. It's. it's it feels like fake friendships and fake relationships. Well, it's not only like that, it's but like, like so people, weird. It's weirdly. People send me. They're like, "Oh, I invited you to my thing." I go, "You did?" And they're yeah. like, on Facebook, I go, oh, "I don't know I'm how to find that." that. I'm yeah. like, I, I'm never gonna. I'm like, just text. Would me. it be weird if I went back to MySpace? Can we start making MySpace a thing? Is it, it would that, be weird? Is it still exists? Like, yeah, I don't weird. know. Let's look it up. Don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just watching Rob. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it just a place for predators now? What? I don't think it's. I don't think it's a place for anything. But does it exist? It exists. It's like a graveyard. Who's it's on a, it? Nobody. It's a weird digital graveyard. Uh, I think we should make it cool again. Yeah. I'm ready. But if you want to start a YouTube channel, I really would highly encourage you to just do the podcast, but just have a little window of Rob reacting just to the Rob podcast. Reacting. Like, just that's Rob the reaction. YouTube channel. Picture in picture. Yeah. yeah. What's like he just. Why? Like, what does he do? It's just. <laughs> It's great. I, I smile. Like I he laugh, makes I little nod. faces. Like oh. it's really. Huh. He reacts in real time. Yeah. He's still like, he's trying to steal the show. It's <laughs> basically just a blank screen I with let a little Rob picture. Talk picture too much on the last episode, so I'm I'm not. This usually go to you Rob. Don't let anyone talk. You just shut up for a second. <laughs> the oh, now the crying. baby's crying. Great. See what you've no, done. I usually we usually use Rob for like fa- facts to Google facts yeah. and find out you know when we have a guest or whatever. And I'm today I've been avoiding it because he the last episode he was like like he was like your co star. <laughs> I was like what the fuck. <laughs> Oh, welcome to Worst of the Podcast. There we go. Yeah. All right, so we can find you at Chris Gorham. Yes. All right, I'm Christine Lakin. And you I, can find me yeah. at Yo Lakin. Yeah, and I'm at Alec Led. Don't ask um, on all social. Hey, I'm at uh, at Para on Twitter and at Para.jpg. He's um, still looking for. I'm trying to get at Para on Instagram, but uh, it's impossible. Yeah, there's there's well, some somebody squatting it. It's not they have no happen. followers. No offense, but it's really not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Man, but if if we get all our <laughs> listeners to start um, harassing this person, you have para at J para at uh, just at J- para pa- on Instagram. What is it? Just P E R A. Okay. C- Who can cares? you just can you please can you just give it to him because I can't hear this yeah. again. It's all really right. every week. Thank you, Chris, we love for you. coming it's in. Pathetic. We love Thank you, you guys. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming. Um, You can find us at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC on Twitter. You can buy merch at Worst Ever Podcast. Dot com. And you can email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. Please let me know if you like my English accent and if I, I should don't, continue. Trust it. me. Fine. Rude. Rude. Uh, wait, Who are you Rob, next what week? What is your Instagram? At para.jpg. <laughs> it's very difficult. Quick, very right? difficult. <laughs>